stopwatch start welcome to justice losers the podcast where we talk about pop culture media and the movies tvs and comics i'm your host preston joined as always by my delightful co-host batman batman what should people do no, i don't say Batman. no you do don't you say time. matt ah i've goofed <laughs> fix it up F- fix it do it again the whole thing Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture, media, and the movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston Joyce Solomons, but I'm your delightful co-host, Batman. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, and tell a friend, particularly, uh, something. Something. Continuously check out our vacant Instagram. <laughs> That's probably a good plan. Okay, can we get back to yes. ordinary? Should I do my intro, or should we leave that? We should leave that. All right, perfect. This is a this is a weird episode for us. Um, yep, and not just because I've taken over, right? My podcast now. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> we were all talking about this corporate overlord, and we're gonna eventually like phase you out, but you're gonna phase me out. This is true. Oh, oh shit! No, uh, it's a weird episode because we are trying some filming stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not going to be released as a video this episode or the next few. Mm-hmm. Um. But we're trying some stuff out. So we have cameras on us right now, and it's really weird, and I'm going to be staring into my camera. Also, fun news, we have an official editor of the podcast now. Woo! It's one of the only people that actually listen to the podcast. It's Gage. Hi, Gage. Thanks, Gage. (laughs) Gage is officially editing our podcast. We're going to make this one a really awkward one for you to edit. Yeah, it's going to be lots of, like, cuts in and out. I'm going to have to go to the bathroom about twice. Yeah. We're going to switch spots. So it's just not going to make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, Matt, what you been up to? Uh, stuff. Okay. Um, <laughs> we started Parks and Rec. We decided that we're going to put the office on hold for now. Yay! Have um, you finished Avatar? No, but I have been watching more. I'll, I'll get into it. Okay. Um, yeah, so we, we started Parks and Rec. Um, we watched the first three episodes. I really liked them. I had a lot of fun with it. I think mm-hmm. I'm really going to enjoy it. Hannah didn't like it so much, so I might just end up watching on my own. Aww. Why but, didn't you like it? I don't know. I thought it was fun. Um, like, The Office is kind of like a, it's a show where there's like, there's an actual villain. And I know no one admits it, but Michael Scott's the villain. He's oh, the yeah. bad guy in that show. And it... It's well, a, so is Dwight. Yeah. Dwight's like the secondary bad guy. Yeah. He's the bulg to um, Michael Scott's Azog. Huh? Hobbit. Remember those random white CGI cutscene monstrosity orcs? I vaguely remember Azog the Defiler. Yes. And his son, nephew, dad. Steppenwolf? Bulg. <laughs> <laughs> Weird uncle, nephew, yep. boss, the... You know about that, right? Yeah. In the movie, it's his nephew, but in the comics, Steppenwolf's Darkseid's uncle. Right. Yeah. Stupid shit. I always bring it back to DC. Anyway. Continue. Uh, what was I saying? Something about... Oh, Parks and Rec. The The enemy is more, I guess, systemic. It's like... Yeah. It's just the... I mean, I'm three episodes in. I can't comment big picture. Okay, so you don't know much about the show as a whole. No. There will be a pretty consistent villain, like uh, mm-hmm. the uh food company okay that i can't remember the name of right now but basically they have like their whole thing is they always make they're they're the fat america uh-huh um corporation kind of thing and they're kind of the enemy and All right. you get paul rudd who's the yeah. stupid child of the family <laughs> That'll um, be fun. yeah so it, it gets to be fun with yeah. them no but i just I've, I've liked the characters so far um leslie nope is what michael scott should have been mm. she's 
um, kind of dumb, but very likable. Yeah. Um, and you know, she's got just that good heart and she's in it for the re- right reasons. And Michael Scott is a heartless monster and a destructive narcissist. Um, and it's just cause the show wants you to kind of root for him and sympathize with him uh-huh. when he has his nice moments. And it's really hard cause he's just such a bad dude. Yeah. Um, but Leslie's very nice. I good. like her. And I, I like a lot of the, the side characters. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Chris Pratt's a loser, which is. Yeah. Fun. It's. His whole thing is kind of fun. His whole yeah. his whole arc. Yep. Uh, how do you think? What's his name? Fuck. L- Jerry. 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 Is that uh, Aziz Ansari's character? No, that's um Tom. Tom, right? Uh, Jerry is the fat gray fat old guy. The goofball. I don't think he has much to do in the first season. I don't know if I've met him yet. You definitely have met him. He's okay. um. He's been in, he's a YouTube person. Like he's been in like YouTube videos for like college humor and like mm-hmm. stuff like that. I can't, I, you know, Donna, do you know Donna? Maybe she's the black one. No. Wow. Really? Okay. I don't, I guess I don't know how early they introduce characters. Yeah. You know, Anne. Do Ann I? Anne Perkins. Who? Ann Perkins is, uh, um, Rashida Andy's Jones? Andy's girlfriend. Rashida Jones's character. Rashida Jones, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. There's I know Anne. her. She's in it. Um. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize how how late they introduced some of the characters. Yeah. They kind of. I mean, they're not going to just dump and twenty I guess characters on you in the first episode. Jerry really only became a big character because people kind of liked him later in the season. So mm-hmm. maybe like season two is when he becomes a recurring character. All right. Or something. I'm not sure. Okay. It's been a long time since I've seen that episode. Seen that show. I'm gonna watch it again. Anyway. So Avatar. So Avatar, um, last we checked, I had started season two. I'd watched the first episode. I've now watched like the first five or six episodes. Okay. Um, for a hot minute there, I was like, man, this is really losing momentum. There are uh, two or three bad episodes in a row. Which ones? Um, there's, I don't remember which one it was, but the one before the swamp was weak. I don't even remember what it was at this point. I don't point. like the swamp one either. I didn't like the swamp one. I liked some of the concepts, yeah, but like the the side characters were the kind of the I don't know Bayou dwellers. They're more fun when they come back later in the series. I could kind of see that that yeah. being the case. Um, and then the Avatar Day episode was terrible. Oh, that one was like Great Divide level for me. Yeah, that was just atrocious. That one is the uh, just us, right? That's where you yes. caught our namesake. It is in that. That's a bummer that you really don't like the one that our name comes from. No, that was a disastrous episode. <laughs> I, as far as I can remember, it's not a fantastic one either. I don't like really, that's not a memorable one in the the swamp one. I actually do remember watching it through my most recent time. When we got to the swamp one, I did. I, I think I actually went, ugh. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, the great divide is just bad and you're just like, yeah, you're just apathetic towards it when you've yeah. seen it several times. But then there's the ones like the swamp one that I can remember that's just like, it doesn't make enough of an impact. The thing that you learn from it, like the way that it develops the lore and the mm-hmm. way that and the mechanics of the universe, doesn't stick. Oh. Like it's not that it's not that they violate this, mm-hmm. but the ideas that they came up with for that episode, like that that everything is connected, really doesn't become pervasive through the rest of the series it's it's right. a development that doesn't stick 
Okay. Um. So when I come back to the episode, I'm like, oh yeah, like this is a thing. Because I remember so what? many episodes because the things that the character development stuff like that, right, that happen in these episodes stick. Right. That you can see like, oh, this is how she becomes like this thing. This is why she becomes like why she starts doing this. And this is why he's this way later in the show. But this thing is just like, yeah, everything is connected. It's one big tree. And you're like, cool. That never comes back. <laughs> yeah. I think it does. They try to capitalize it in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Capitalize it. Capitalize, capitalize on, on it. it. Um, But it doesn't. But it's something that could have never been mentioned. For the last episode. Um, so, yeah, I could see why. Yeah. Why I, it's not a. I remember what the other terrible episode was uh, The Cave of the Two Lovers. Secret Lover! Oh, Tunnel! <laughs> Secret Tunnel! Oh, those characters are so annoying. They're fucking obnoxious. Yeah. And uh, also, it's a, it's it does not do the justice of the uh, Katang yeah. relationship. Yeah. It was like, okay, this is nice but it just i'm not feeling anything. that's the one that if people watch like you're gonna not like the katang relationship because you're watching the whole show straight through and that's like that kind of first real big step into the katang relationship and Mm -hmm. it's not a good one yeah and so for the rest of the show you're just like i don't like it my girlfriend was the same way she Mm -hmm. didn't like the katang relationship yeah um uh so you're gonna not like it (laughs) for the rest of the show because of that episode Mm. um just despite you, I'm gonna like it. Okay, I want you to like it. Just despite you, I'm not gonna like it. Just despite you, I'm gonna be totally ambivalent about it. <laughs> All right, perfect. That <laughs> <laughs> feels true to form for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, then, no. so I was I was pretty down on it. I was like, that mm-hmm. was two and a half week episodes in a row. Yeah. And then I watched the one where we meet Toph. Toph. That's Toph. 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 <laughs> Don't you fucking do this. <laughs> it's motherfucking Toph. Whatever. <laughs> Did you really think it was Toph? That's what they said. I think one of them said it wrong one time, but it's definitely Toph. No. Yes. No. It is 100% Toph. Whatever. She's cool. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> that is hilarious. It's 100% Toph. All right. You're going to, like... I'm not going to be like, eh, told you so. I'm just like, you're going to keep watching the show and be like, oh, yeah, it is tough. Yeah. Okay. I don't even remember them ever calling her Toph. Maybe I'm just mixing it up with Topher Grace. Who's Topher Grace? He's an actor. Oh. Toph. <laughs> I need to go back and I need to watch that first episode then. Because <laughs> it's the Blind might... Bandit. Yeah. It's the Blind Bandit episode. Blind Bandit, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's a great show. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed that. How one. what do you think about how they how they portray her ability to her her uh, Daredevil sense? I mean, it's a little kids showy, mm-hmm. but like it's it's a really cool concept. Yeah. And, and that that concept does stick. Yeah. constantly, and and they don't overplay it. Mm-hmm. They do it at the right moments. Good. Yeah. No, I'm. I really like her. She's immediately one of my favorites. It has one of the coolest. Like, so there's a movement in the last episode that is like like an actual like action done by ang mm-hmm. that basically capitalizes on everything that he's ever learned mm-hmm. and it makes everything feel like it's got the right place in it and it's one of the coolest like moments where you're like fuck yeah all right <laughs> like, 
All right. Anyway. So anyway. Uh, you always, yeah. every week, this happens because you watch more episodes and then it just gets me raving about something about yep. Avatar. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm back on I'm the I'm glad. Train. I'm yeah. glad. I was, uh, I was about two bad episodes away from just being like, I'm going to put this on hold for now and watch something else. Toph. Toph is constantly either the favorite or the runner-up of Iroh, mm-hmm. like as just the favorite character because yeah. her whole her arc, her everything that makes her tick, mm-hmm. works perfectly. Yeah, and they and they just play it right. Like yeah. they they don't overplay the blind joke, mm-hmm. but they do it several times. Of course, um, it's just and they make her they don't make her a girl that's powerful for other reasons. They make her the a girl that's powerful because she's goddamn powerful. Yeah. And they kind of do that with Katara too. Like the, the, they, they don't redo what they did with Ang and Katara with him learning water that they do with him and Toph. They don't redo it Mm -hmm. with Toph, which is good. A lesser show would have done the same thing where Ang just picks it up right off the bat Mm -hmm. and it's better than her. Right. But they, that's a whole story. That's like basically the second half of season of season two is, Ang struggle to be able to rock bend good earth bend um so it's cool. you're in for some fun yeah. some fun stories looking forward to that yep um speaking of daredevil like characters i've been reading more of the uh brian michael bendis run on daredevil yes uh it's good stuff well i finished volume one which mm-hmm. is the one i had read before um now you're into new content yeah well there's some i want to go back to the volume one for a second here because there's some good stuff in there. So mm-hmm. um, Daredevil's Secret Identity is outed to the press and um, Matt Murdock, who, I mean, same person, uh, denies it and starts a counter lawsuit against the tabloid that's trying to publish it. And there's an absolutely incredible moment, just one of my favorite moments in comics where um, Matt Murdock and Foggy and uh, this guy Rosenthal, who's the owner of this tabloid that published the rumor initially, sit down to um basically come to uh come to a settlement Mm -hmm. um because uh daredevil intimidates uh the fbi source into silence Uh because of course he does yeah um which means that the the whole case collapses and the tabloid can't prove anything and they will lose in court yeah guaranteed it'll take a little while but it's guaranteed Mm -hmm. they so everyone knows that they go into this meeting and um Murdoch and Rosenthal negotiate and they kind of, they do the little haggling and they come down to a, an agreement. Um, Murdoch gets up to leave. Um, Rosenthal tries to get like some last word in, but he, I mean, he's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. Murdoch just kind of smirks and Rosenthal says, no deals off. I know I'm going to lose. I don't care. I'm going to have fun with this. Huh? And it's just like, Murdoch had planned this perfectly. He knew, like, he can tell just, like, by reading biometric signs. He knows what Rosenthal's thinking. He knows where he can get him on this deal. So he starts him high enough that he can build him down Mm -hmm. to just the the right amount and the right amount of concessions. Mm -hmm. And he plays it perfectly. It's, like, perfect play from, like, a, I don't know, game theory perspective. Mm -hmm. And then Rosenthal just refuses to play the game rationally. Yeah. Just to take this guy down a peg because he's gotten arrogant. Yeah. And it's absolutely beautiful character moment. That's cool. It's really cool. I love the that premise of because Daredevil does it and Batman does it, where they play, they use both ego, both personas to play to the same thing. Right. So uh, with Daredevil, it's him 
using intimidation tactics as Daredevil, and then mm-hmm. his him using his knowledge in law and his uh, clout in law, right, to do stuff from that perspective, right. And with Batman, it's like with stuff like creating Batman Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Batman's getting all the people loyal to the Batman name, like all the Bat people, mm-hmm. and then Bruce Wayne can just be like, "I'm gonna fund everything." Because I believe in this. So now it makes sense why Batman's so closely associated with Bruce Wayne. Right. And it does it. And he plays to that. And it just like puts that. It like. It draws everyone's attention so closely to it that people ignore it. Right. Basically. It's like, oh, he can't be Bruce Wayne. He'd be so much. He'd be so stupid to just put himself with Batman. Yeah. It can't be Bruce Wayne. Like, yeah. The obvious answer is the right answer. Right. <laughs> Was that Arkham's, uh, Occam's Razor? Similar. Uh, Sometimes something the, in the right solution is the simplest solution. Yeah. The, yeah. The right solution is often the one which requires the fewest assumptions. Yes. And that would be Batman and Batman is, right. is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a lot of people don't. I want to write a story about that where someone just goes Occam's razor and goes. That's oh, gotta be Bruce Wayne. Yeah. There's so few assumptions. He's so fucking rich. Look at all his goddamn gadgets. Yeah. He's Bruce Wayne is constantly getting in car wrecks, but I don't see the wreck cars get wrecked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what like, you're telling me is uh, Batman's basically a ripoff of Daredevil. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. We can do visual humor now. Well, not really because we're not releasing the video. This is true. This is good practice. Uh, but yeah, no, good. Yeah. Um, and so then I've gotten into volume two, um, and things are kind of directions changing a little bit, but it's still all kind of centered around, okay, the identity's out. Mm-hmm. What happens next? Um, they brought in the owl. He's doing some villainous owlery. Owlery? What's the that? owl? The owl. He's kind of a second tier daredevil villain. He's actually, he's in the Netflix show. He's the, um, he's just completely grounded character he's um uh the the accountant guy from the first season um hmm. who's like a he's he's sort of in the kingpin's inner circle he's got gray hair and glasses um, interesting okay yeah it's the same guy but in this he's like a terrifying mutant man with giant feathery horns oh <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. interesting i like that yeah i like they use the characters yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like having um in Dark Knight they have the Riddler but mm-hmm. it's such a stretch that you don't know right you know who he is right yeah yeah it's the Coleman guy right Reese Coleman Reese or Reese Coleman Coleman Reese Coleman Reese yeah, yeah. the Riddler yeah. yeah fun fact if you didn't know that that's mm-hmm. that's the Riddler that's the Riddler uh, for some reason Enigma goes by uh goes by Coleman Reese at one point I don't know when but mm-hmm. yeah that's Chris Nolan going. Hey, I can do better than Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> just complete opposite of Jim yeah, Carrey. Yeah, the polar opposite. Let's make it an accountant. <laughs> an accountant that's just like really calm and super nervous. Yeah. And gets yeah. threatened by Lu- by by Morgan Freeman. Yep. Great scene. Yep. Uh one other great moment in the Daredevil Volume One I want to cover is um the a lot of the side characters that are good side characters are also in it. So like um, Luke Cage, Danny Rand, Jessica Jones are all kind of just floating around. Uh-huh. Um, kind of the whole the whole menu, uh, the the whole the whole menus on the menu. The whole, like defenders. Yeah. Menu. Um, and so there's a great moment where um, in this uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist are actually doing the whole heroes for hire thing, uh-huh. and Murdoch has hired them to help him. Um, they need to go find. Some Do criminals. they know Murdoch is 
Bruce Wayne? Or Bruce... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Matt Murdock is Bruce Wayne. No, it's Bat confirmed. Murdoch. It's Bat Murdock. Bat Murdock. <laughs> it's Bruce Wayne. That's good. Uh, yeah, no, they, they know. Oh. They're in on it. Um, and so they go to intimidate some uh, some low-level criminals. They need to find a couple of particular guys. Um, and Luke Cage goes in and just kind of... I mean, he's he's not there to really hurt him he just needs information but he like a couple of guys charge him and he flips them and knocks them over and stuff mm-hmm. and iron fist does what the show especially in the first season really straight away from and goes like full warrior monk and he just kind of guy charges him and he kind of just puts his fist up and lights it up and he's like i wouldn't and the guy backs down <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome it's good stuff i want to read so many comics i want to read like i so, god damn it! I'm doing a pressing thing where I start a thought and then don't finish it. Yep. Um, there's so many characters that like I want to read. I want to read Iron Fist. I want to read Spider Man. I want to read Daredevil. Like, mm-hmm. it's like Iron Fist, despite the, the show making me almost hate the character entirely. Mm-hmm. Second season pretty much did redeem it, but he's popular. Yeah. So obviously there's some good stories. Yeah. <laughs> no character would be popular if they didn't have good stories, and I want to know what mm-hmm. that like that warrior monk is, kind of stuff is like. Yeah. Not the fucking snotty rich white kid that's yeah. pretty much Oliver Queen from CW prior to the shipwreck. Yep. Thump 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 thump. This is was this last week or the two weeks ago that they did the thump thump thump? I think it was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yep. So we're back to thump thump thumps on the roof because my parents are getting solar panels installed. Thumpity thump thump thumpity thump thump. Look Moving on. Look at, uh, yeah. Uh, that's so everything. he's doing some owlery. Yeah. Fighting some owls. Yep, so he's kind of in the middle of that right now. Would you say that since he's fighting owls and he's a lawyer, there's a court of owls? Well, maybe the owl is about to go to court. Oh, it's a court court of owls. We've got a whole court of owls situation going on here. (laughs) Anyway, that's all I've been up to. (laughs) When did this run come out? Uh, Like 2001, 2002. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. I don't know, Bendis was doing such high name stuff back then yeah i thought he was kind of a more I recent think, name i think he did miles morales in like 2000 oh was he that old yeah i thought miles morales was like a late aughts creation fact checking fact checking i can't do it because my phone's right there oh yeah it's 2011 oh oh all right yeah i knew one thing oh, okay God. Oh, Good for you. nice well done and that's caught on tape too. Yep. Great. Good stuff. Cool. Uh, yeah. Anything else? That's uh, that's all I've been up to. All right. What you been up to? I watched Ladybird. <gasps> yeah, fake reaction. I told you about it on the way here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I finally watched Ladybird. Uh, we're back to remember back when I was talking about how my girlfriend mm-hmm. and I are, she I had to build up credit to watch Lord of the Rings. Right. Um. So we're back to alternating. Um. And uh, I chose a movie that I haven't seen yet, Ladybird. Yay. Good. Yes. Branch out. I I liked it a lot. I put it at about a seven okay. on my IMDb. Um, I like it's it it's so close to a slice of life, but it's not a slice of life. Yeah, it's really it's it's towing that line really right. closely. Um, yeah, but it's still like a slice of life doesn't really have conflict. That's the thing. Like, a, a, yeah, no, it that, can, yeah. but not like. Not like conflict where it's not a story conflict, if that makes sense. Have you seen, you saw Patterson, right? 
No, not yet. So Patterson doesn't really have a story conflict. It's just kind of him living his life, and it's like small things here and there that just kind of make things interesting every once in a while. Like a little, mm-hmm. little like a gusher of just like a spurt of juicy story. Okay. But it's not like a story. Yeah. I think I think there's probably a spectrum of what you'd call slice of life movies. Yeah. For me, the defining characteristic isn't conflict or tension as much as is it a story with a beginning, middle, end? Yeah. As much as does it follow a hero's or like a hero's journey at all? Where they do even, leave a yeah, you, like even slightly. Is there some sort of contour to the plot? Yeah. And this one, like, there's conflict and tension, and it kind of increases, but it also it is very much just like okay, here's a chunk of these characters' yeah, lives. Let's exactly. look at some interesting moments in here. Exactly. Yeah. And so I really liked that element of it. Mm-hmm. Um. It. She didn't like it as much. She didn't. No, she has no taste. She didn't not like it, but it definitely was kind of enlightening to to me that there's this whole realm of movies that people just don't think about, mm-hmm. and like I've eased into it by watching a series of other movies. Like if I watch this movie only with the um, experience I've had prior to the podcast, I wouldn't have liked it either, right? Because it's it, it's a new kind of thing where you expect the beats of a story, mm-hmm. but you're not like but. So when you're watching a story, a story, 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 you're like, okay, when, when's all this going to climax? Right. What's it all going to mean? Yeah. And it, and it doesn't, it does, but it doesn't. Yeah. It's uh, a, <laughs> it's more literary in the sense that the themes aren't like, it's not like, here's the story and here's the moral. Yeah. Blue lightsabers are good. Red lightsabers are bad. Yeah. Have a medal. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was, um, Seven on my scale is, so was it? Ten is criteria defining. Nine is, I will actively seek it out to watch it again if it's a good movie, mm-hmm. if I like it. Eight is, I will make someone watch it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I want everyone else to watch it, and I'll like, I'd like to watch with them. Yeah. So, like, Shazam as an eight, because, like, mm-hmm. I'd watch it again. Hell yeah. yeah. Seven is, like, if someone's like, hey, you want to watch this movie? I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll watch it. But I'm not going to, like, actively seek it out. So, yeah, right. like, if you came to me and you're like, hey, want to watch Lady Bird tonight? I'd be like, all right. Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah. But, like. And then I think six was, I actually defined by words what my. Mm-hmm. I know, and, I, I saw the Snapchat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, four is, I will only watch it if I'm watching a marathon. And that's like Goblet of Fire, that's Iron Man 2, mm-hmm. um, Thor Dark World, where it's just like, I'm, I'm not going to watch those on its own. Like if someone came to me, like, yeah. hey, you want to watch Iron Man 2? They're like, no. Not Why would I want to watch that movie? Yeah. But it's part of a franchise, so. Right. Four movie movies that four are only movies in a franchise are the bad movies of franchises. Yep. Three is no, like I will actively try to avoid watching it. Like yep. if someone's about to, if it pops up on TV, I will turn TV off and go do something else. Yeah. Um, two is just fuck no, just mm-hmm. like no, never, never talk. I don't like talking about it. One is Hellboy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there cri- is one movie rated the star Your criteria one. are eerily similar to mine. <laughs> yeah. um, um, but yeah, no, it's it's a good movie. I okay. and I suggest people watch it if you have more experience with more of a less casual moviegoer mm-hmm. mentality. Yeah. Um I think it's one that can branch the or bridge the gap between someone that watches Patterson mm-hmm. or like maybe Midsummer. No, Midsummer's still kind of Midsummer's kinda pretty pretty horror. There. But uh, Patterson um, and and anything by fucking uh, Yorgos Lanthimos. There you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's kind of an intro. It's a um, it's an intro to Oscar Bates. 
not Oscar baits necessarily. Intro to serious film, I'd say. Yeah. Um, Hannah really liked it. Okay. Um, I really liked it. Yeah. Like, I, I, it's I a did. nine for me. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I liked it uh, quite a bit, but not as much as you, I guess. Right. Which, which, bitch, <laughs> which <laughs> I think for you and me, seven to nine can kind of be blurred together. If we have movies between seven and nine, yeah. we're pretty much on the same page. Yeah. And I have seven movies that I will talk about all day long. And I have nine movies that I was like, yeah, that's good. I don't really remember it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else have you been up to? Many more comics. Good. I have officially caught up to the situ, uh, caught up to the point in comics where I can read the earth Two worlds end story maxi series, which is one of those things. It's like back to like forever evil where, in order to read the Forever Evil storyline, you kind of need to have read up through Justice League number 17, up through Justice League Dark number four, up through mm. Justice League of America, this thing, up through like, all these things. And I can yeah. honestly, um, I'm whenever I get around to my new 52 video, I'm going to show my spreadsheet that I have. When you need to make a spreadsheet to get the full story, they've done a bad job. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I finally caught up. Uh. And I have started reading it and it's actually pretty good. It's got some really okay. interesting, uh, ideas in it. Um, I'm only two issues in the first one was a, uh, was a double size. So double size and then issue two. And then I had to read Constantine number mm-hmm. 18. Number 18 was kind of interesting because I haven't read, haven't read volume three and 18 is the first one of volume four. Cause I think I ta- I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. but to get volume three of Constantine, which I needed to have read before uh, reading this, it was like 70, 80 bucks on yeah. Amazon. And I'm like, God fucking damn it. But I found a cheap version and it's on its way, uh, which is great. Uh, but I was at that point where I needed to read it and I didn't want to wait. Mm-hmm. So I just read it volume 18. Cause then I can at least have the lead into the next issue. Right. Um, so in fact, I didn't know need to have read like to read the next issue, you needed to have read volume er, issue number 18 to know where Constantine is the next time he shows up. Mm-hmm. But for the next issue of world's end, I didn't need to have read it. Okay. So I guess the order and the reading order wasn't necessary, but it did happen at the same time as those other things. Okay. But I'm already lost. Yeah. But... <laughs> cool. Uh, Constantine. It, it, it confused me cause I was high when I was reading it. So I wasn't picking up everything in it. Um, but it, he he's he's fighting Wotan, who's like a uh, a magic fighter, mm-hmm. magic enemy, um, and he's like I don't know who this guy is, but he's like he seems really talented, and he's like doing he's like he's speaking magic languages like it's a second language to him, like this is dangerous. He's getting in a fight, and he got captured, and apparently he had Constantine had done something in the previous volume that got him to move between Earth One and Earth Two, mm-hmm. so he was like you are world world traveler or mm-hmm. something, and he's like what the fuck are you talking about? And Wotan's like, I'm going, you know how to travel worlds. So I'm going to use you as a portal to travel worlds and do my evil Wotan things. Right. Which as one as Wotan, not a great, not a very multidimensional villain, but (laughs) maybe he was a multidimensional villain earlier in issues that I hadn't read. But, uh, so Constantine was like, he was like, I'm going to tear you apart and kill you. And I'm going to travel the other side. And he's like, or hear me out. You could use me as a gateway between them and you don't have to kill me, but I can. And he's like, I can use this spell that would, uh, 
store my heart in a pocket dimension, like store my soul and heart in a pocket dimension. You can tear my body and I could set a delayed spell to regenerate. You can tear my body apart to do, to go through to the other thing. And then my body will regenerate and my heart and soul will come back and I will heal and I will become whole again. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay. And Wotan's like, I'll do that. And he's like, fucking cool. But it's Constantine. He's like, fucking cool. Dumbass. And then, (laughs) so he starts to tear him open, but Constantine doesn't like, remove his soul or his consciousness but what he does is like as wotan's going through he closes the portal and cuts him in half so what the portal does is it actually opens up the constantine from the other universe oh so now there is half of wotan in the other universe and half of (laughs) wotan in front of him and he's like you're a fucking idiot (laughs) it's like shit constantine just straight up murdered a dude (laughs) nice so that was that was kind of really it was it was fun it was um one of the things that I read the inter- or I read the reviews of volume three of, J- of Constantine is actually, it's really good mm-hmm. because and it, the first two volumes suffered because it only serves the purpose of setting up Trinity war and forever evil mm-hmm. lines. But Constantine volume three, like issues 11 through 17 are his own story. And they actually, and Ray Fox actually gets to tell his own story. Apparently yeah. it's great. And I can see that with having read one issue of Ray Fox not being bound to the restrictions of an overarching story. Mm-hmm. Great story. All right. Interesting. Like he knows the un- like he is he confidently writes rules of magic in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't like kind of shy around it. Like he does it, the way he's writing it. It's it magic rules in DC are fucking weird and don't make sense and every rule like you can make it a rule whatever you want but the way he writes it yeah the way he writes it makes it seem like there is a very defined set of rules Mm -hmm. which is great when you're reading a thing about magic you're like it only it it raises the stakes you're like wow he has to do all of this stuff to be a gate and then he just changes one thing and he can like and he's it's constantine's knowledge of magic and his manipulation that makes him what he is and they write him really well and apparently it's it's really in the vein of the Hell, Hellblazer okay. line that it's like 11 volumes of like a thick, like Hellboy sized volumes. Yeah. I cannot wait to go read those if this is what Constantine's really like. Yeah. Because that is a cool character. Obviously he's popular. He made it that fucking long. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So I'm in there. That's what I'm working on. Cool. What else have you been up to? I don't think that's it. I don't think anything else. Cool. Good. Yes. Think of something that I've been up to. Oh, I've been Merlin. 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 I am in season five, which is the last season. Remember how forever ago I talked about the first two seasons are kind of weak and it gets better. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It gets better. Okay. Season four and five are genuinely good TV. Well, (laughs) like it's a, it's a drag, but like the whole thing, the first, so I talked about Morgana, how she's a good guy. She's like the friend in the ward. Yeah. And like, if you know any Arthurian legend, you're like, oh, well, she's going to be a bad guy. But it's an interesting story. Mm-hmm. It gets to the point, like, so she's, you you watch how she develops into Morgan Le Fay. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and it gets to the point where you're like, you know, I'm really kind of tired of this, like, will she, won't she kind of thing. And right when they hit that, you hit that point, they're like, all right, she's a bad guy, yo. And you're like, shit, okay, cool. I'm not tired of it. Like, it's mm-hmm. new. It's right when it's starting to get old, they refresh. And, like, Uther is his dad, and Uther's the king mm-hmm. forever. And he's like, oh, I hate magic. And it's constantly this Merlin. Like, the first two seasons are just Merlin. Like, uh, Arthur gets himself into trouble, and then Merlin needs to do magic to do it. And then he gets away with, like, having done magic. And it's just, like, this episodic thing for two seasons. Yeah. 
and you're just like, I'm really fucking sick of this Uther being a piece of shit. And do you care about spoilers? Like, Not I knew about it in season one. Uther dies at the beginning of season three or of season four. And the whole story is actually really interesting because it's like a three episode long death. It's not like, oh, he's dead. It's just like, is he going to die? And it's really interesting because so what happens is uh, at the end of season three is when Morgana just snaps mm-hmm. and like and becomes like and leads the raid that she's been planning for a season. Mm-hmm. And Uther realizes that she's a, a warlock and feels betrayed and like. So what it thinks is his spirit dies before he dies. Mm-hmm. So there's three episodes of a catatonic Uther like, and he start to kind of feel pity. And then like right at the end when he like, like there's a part where Arthur's like talking to him and he gets up and try to, to walk away and Uther grabs his arm. And for the first time, the whole season says, please don't leave me. And it's just like, fuck, I've hated this character, but they actually like, this is such a yeah. good, the story writing gets so much better. And then Arthur's King, Yay! like they don't dally around that, around that. I thought it was going to be like a, fucking smallville deal where Mm -hmm. he's just this clark kent for the entire show and then the last shot of the last episode of the last season is like a blue streak going by right just this little who look they like they make him king Mm -hmm. and they bring in the round table like the full arthur and the and the knights of the round table exists before season five yeah and season five of only two episodes in is just and he pulls the sword from the stone at the end of season four Season five is just this like climactic leading, leading up to the battle of Kalmat, Kalmata, the one where he dies, right. where Arthur dies. I don't know if they're going to kill him at the end of this, but they've got Mordred, who's a, who's the guy yep. who mortally wounds him. Yep. They got him being a whole thing. He's back now. Woot. And like, they're building up to this battle and it's just like, this got so good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like our, like Arthur's coming to his own. He's a, he's an amazing character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole his love interest with Guinevere, who's a, a servant girl, has they're done with that. Mm-hmm. Like they're done with it just being like this all secretive thing. She's a fucking queen now. And they play to that where she's got a servant, but she treats her servant so fucking well. Mm-hmm. Um our, uh Merlin's coming into his own. He's done this whole thing like through the past several seasons where uh if he needs to do magic publicly, what he does is he does an aging spell. Oh. And he so he he does an aging spell and does things in public as Emrys the warlock. Mm-hmm. But like it's like Emrys and because his name his druid name is Emrys right. in in lore. So like he does this thing, and it's 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 good. Like I actually find myself getting distracted from work to watch. All right. So I recommend I. It's it's a journey if you've got something you're doing where you need about two seasons of a show just on the background Mm -hmm. do merlin because then start you can start watching at season three and it's actually a good story okay i genuinely enjoy it well cool i'm surprised i'm very surprised how about that i'm happy my girlfriend told me to watch this (laughs) (laughs) all right all right yeah that's all i've been up to cool news news not a whole lot yeah a little bit um i can't go through my calendar because i was going to talk about the fandom because they announced their schedule for fandom mm-hmm. but my phone's right there you can probably grab your phone at this point filming me no i refuse okay uh but well i'm not gonna pull it up for you there's a wonder woman panel Woo. there's a flash panel that's god damn it uh it's 10 minutes so it's just gonna be like a quick little update mm-hmm. there's the flash panel <laughs> 
Yeah, there's so they have like the the main like the heroes thing, mm-hmm. which is all the good stuff, and then they have different like five different like panel areas. Uh-huh. Um, all the CW stuff is in a different one, so I can I can watch one panel and be happy. They have announced the W or the the Warner Brothers uh games game that they've mm-hmm. been developing that we've been all fucking waiting on. It is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Hmm. I'm really interested to see what they do with this. Yeah. The the picture is Superman with his head slightly turned and a um and a crosshairs on his head. Uh-huh. So I'm really interested to see what they do with this. If it's gonna be the same Batman world, like if it's that, but that's really interesting. We did not okay. expect them to go that route. We thought they were going with like a Superman, but they're going for a that's, Suicide Squad thing. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I am too. Um, they have a surprise announcement. We don't know what it's going to be. Batman trailer? All of my money. No, it's like, well, it's because they have a Batman panel. Oh. They have a The Batman panel. So maybe a The Batman trailer. Maybe. Or them just saying, hey, we're going back to production. Because it seems like they're going back to production now. Mm-hmm. We don't have official word, but it, all the hints. I don't know. That. Yeah, I have... I have some news on that. Um, but I um I pretty much guarantee they're gonna announce another movie, which means we're gonna have to revisit those episodes, those last three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um But yeah, no, they've got they've got a trailer for or they've got a stuff, they've got a Shazam two panel, an Aquaman panel, um, a the Suicide Squad panel. So mm-hmm. I've got all those on my schedule. It's a Saturday, so I'm gonna wake up. They start at noon. I'm gonna start watching, I'm gonna keep an eye. So we'll record later that Saturday. Yeah. So that I can watch it all and then cool. So it's in two weeks. And whatever we got planned, depending on how much happens and how much news there is, we may push that back a week so that I can do that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh because we're on what, one forty five, so it'd be one forty seven. Whatever we have planned for one forty seven, uh may be pushed back. But until then Until then. We're waiting. Yep. It'll be exciting. Two weeks. Yep. Uh, speaking of the Batman movie, they're apparently like at least half done with filming at this point. Really? Um, yeah. They're, cool. I mean, they're temporarily on hiatus, but they're yeah. thinking they'll get back at some point in September, maybe. Yeah. There's um, there's like signs that they have resumed production, but maybe not filming, like getting people's calendars back on track and stuff like that. Yeah. So, stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So that's, that's progress. Uh Mandalorian is apparently still on track for October release. Yes. Um, filming is done, and so much of that show is done in post-production Yeah, that they're able to do most of that remotely. And we never saw Pascal's face, did we? Yeah, we did. We did? At the end, near the end. That's right. I don't remember it, but... Yeah, they're in the they're trapped in the building. They're under fire, and um, the droid takes it off so he can like heal them or whatever. Oh. Or something. Maybe it's yeah. Not Someone takes it off. Briefly. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I'm excited for that to come back. I liked but did not love the first season, but mm-hmm. um, we'll see where they go now that they've kind of got an established foothold. Yep. Um, some interesting directions. Uh, what else? In a complete opposite direction, things that have uh, no green screen at all, Tenet, apparently. What about it? No green screen. No green screen at all. None. Man, I love that man. Yeah. Um, there are two trailers that I noticed. You told me one of them was a Mulan trailer. I didn't watch it. Oh, there's a Mulan trailer. That's right. I watched that. <laughs> uh, she talks in it. Okay. So we get her voice. I mean, her voice was in the other one. Was it? Yeah, there's the voiceover. I will bring honor to my family. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a bit more. Uh, I'm still super excited for this 
fucking movie. Yeah, this is going to be good. It comes out in like three weeks on Disney. Yep. Uh, but no, there was another trailer. Um, I think there was a new Mutants TV spot that got some new footage. Yeah. But there was a trailer for a movie that we didn't know that I didn't know existed. And it's not a comic book movie, but it's a it's a trailer that looks Oh, oh, um The Black Messiah. Oh, with uh Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, and um goddamn, what's his other what's the other guy's name? The guy from um Oh my god, I can't remember his name. I can't even remember the other movie that he's in. I uh, don't remember off the top of my head. Let me look it up. Oh, this bothers me. Black Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Keith Messiah. Stanfield. Yes, him. Yes. Oh my God, that looks like such a good movie. Yeah, that looks very interesting. I want to see that movie. Yeah. All right. Any other trailers? Clue's huh? really shooting for that Oscar. He wants it. Yeah. <laughs> he deserves it. He's yeah, he's a great actor. He just I don't know if he's had the right role yet. Yeah. I mean, Get Out was... Because Kaluuya, he's always done roles that are kind of timid or quiet or internal. Nearly always. He's really, really good in that one movie that I can't remember the name of. Uh, Widows. He's really good in Widows, but he has like three minutes of screen time. Yeah. Like, he's always kind of like this the, this back, back-held but main character. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to see him in this role, where it's yeah. just him shouting into crowds. Yeah excited to see it see him stretch his chops both figuratively and literally because he'll be stretching his chops to shout and you know, scream and stuff yeah, in some sense um anything else um oh a whole bunch of dc people got laid off yeah so do you know about what happened with all that not really so basically warner media got hit fucking hard by the pandemic who to thunk who to thunk everyone got hit hard but warner media might just be not as good at managing their money or holding on to like being prepared for crisis mm-hmm. that disney is also disney's got their base that they've built yeah. um but warner media got really really shafted um and so what they've done is they've actually like fired a lot of like people and that includes high level that like yeah. there's the president of like direct to stream or direct to consumer yeah uh, uh the editor-in-chief bob harris who's the senior vice president of publishing strategy mm-hmm. um uh no he's the editor-in-chief um senior vp of publishing strategy and support services vp of marketing and creative services vp of global publishing initiatives and digital strategy senior story editor and executive editor yeah a lot people of people that were cut a lot of big guys um not jim lee though he's still jim there. lee was demoted out of his publisher role Right, and they've brought in a new person to be publisher, but he, but which is good because Jim Lee has been incredibly pivotal. Jim Lee is not a person you can afford to lose, right? Given being that he's one of the people that founded Image Comics and chose to go to DC, and just he and Jeff Johns are the people that made DC a mainstream comic media again, right? Um, you do not want to lose him, no. and I think that what I what we think that they're doing is they're putting him back in more of a creative role because mm-hmm. we haven't seen him being super creative. He's been focusing on fucking bureaucracy, right? So I think they're putting him back in a creative role. It's really more putting people back in like the roles that they are giving the biggest benefit to the company. They're really trying to efic- like make their company work again mm-hmm. um, amid all this. So that's good. Um, there was a couple writers that they let go. Um, one I cannot remember her name, 
and I don't even really know what she's done. But apparently fans lost their minds that she got let go because apparently she's been doing a lot of really good stuff. Um, I don't know her name, but it, it, I, I think it's a uh, last in first out sort of deal. Like all Probably. the new writers that have been doing innovative stuff have been all been let go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's a lot of shakeups happening. Scary shit. Well, at least they're not going to go bankrupt Marvel. <laughs> Boy, Marvel did not know how to handle fucking five people leaving their company. Yeah. Cause that was all the, they filed for bankruptcy in 93 and all the writers left in 91, 91, 92, like December, 91, January, February, 92 entered bankruptcy in 96, 96. It was either me or my sister's birth year. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I was going banking. I was banking on it being a quick turnaround, but no, right. they, they got shafted. Like they did not know how to, maybe that's why. Cause DC's never had the chance to go bankrupt and learn from their mistakes of how to mm-hmm. handle crisis. Well, they know how to They've do crisis. Handled several crises. <laughs> um, but no, Marvel, Marvel's had that, that just remove like th- that vacuum of creator, creative power. Right. Um, but they've gone bankruptcy. So they're like, all right, we got to figure out what we're doing. Yeah. We got to do this right. Uh, well, that was Marvel. Maybe Marvel brought that ability to Disney. They came to Disney. Has Disney ever filed for bankruptcy? I doubt it. Has Disney ever filed for bankruptcy? Man, you were trying to get that entire sentence in there. Um, <laughs> Doesn't seem like it. Walt Disney, the person, filed bankruptcy in 1923, before oh. five years before creating Mickey Mouse. All right. Well, so no, they haven't. All right. But that's a that's a fun little thing. Disney's or DC is kind of a. They're terrible. Everyone should read Marvel instead. <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else? That's all I got. What are we talking about today, Matt? We're talking about trailers. Trailers? Trailers. U-Haul? Yes. Cool. Good. How many sizes do they have? At least three. (laughs) More than one. Less than (laughs) 700. Somewhere in there. How many sizes? I'm not finishing this bit. (laughs) No, we're talking about movie trailers. Um, Specifically... We are going to look at some really excellent, good trailers for movies that turned out to be pretty terrible. And we're going to kind of talk about it. We're going to, I don't know. We'll come up with some sort of framing device So here. it's only good trailers that have happened to be ter- terrible? Yeah, because I've got like, it turns out I've got like a dozen good trailers for bad movies. Okay, we can do a part two of this episode later. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so it's a good trailer for a bad episode, or for a bad movie. Yes. So... What are you, what defines a bad movie? What Are you looking at a trailer that, or a movie that does not tell the story that a trailer told? Not, not explicitly movies where the trailer tells, or is selling a different movie than they actually get. Okay. Um, movies where the trailer promises something really good and the movie doesn't deliver to that expectation. Okay. Um, so there's some. Legitimately, so this, is, this is pretty subjective. There's some legitimately solid movies on here. I've got Watchmen on here. I've got the 2014 Godzilla movie on here. Um, Widows was pretty good. Okay. Um, so yeah. we're gonna we're gonna go through each of these. How many did you say you have? Six. Uh, like thirteen. 
Oh. Of good trailers for bad yeah, movies? Yeah. How many do you have of bad movies? Bad trailers for Only four. Oh. I had... My balance was off. Okay. I had a bunch of trailers, and then I didn't realize how many were of one category and how many Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Some of these some of these can probably be cut for time, but I want to go through at least a few of them. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, this will be fun. Gage will have some fun editing this because yeah. it's going to be a lot of... We're going to actually sit down and watch these so we can talk about them. Yeah. Um, th- the first one I want to do is possibly the classic great trailer for a bad movie that got everyone excited. Phantom Menace. All right. So we'll... I want to see that movie! That looks good! So, couple... <laughs> Where did that movie go? Couple of background information pieces here. When this trailer dropped, a lot of people didn't know that this movie was going to happen. They just went into the theater one day. They're going to watch... I think Meet Joe Black was the movie that this was attached huh. to. And the Lucasfilm logo pops up and the Star Wars music starts playing. Can you imagine being in that chills. theater right now? Holy crap, that would have been so like, cool. I, I went into that trailer expecting... Like, I, I went into it as a, in a mindset that I have just seen episodes four, five, and six. Yeah. And that's the end of the story. Yeah. But, like, was it, they were called four, five, and six before one came out, right? Um, I, I think actually they were. Don't, I don't know the timeline on that. Because I think that they were. Because I think five yeah. has always been called five. I think so. So they were like, all right. So, like, this, this like, mystery eventuality of developing this world that I fucking love. Mm-hmm. And that happens. And like the whole time I was like, I was putting it out of my main, how, how mind, how bad that movie is. I was like, Oh my God, they're going to develop so much. Like that yeah. really like shows the world. Cause the yeah. trilogy really doesn't do that. Not a whole lot of exploring. Like yeah. we get like little, little bits and bobs. We get like the Mos Eisley Cantina, mm-hmm. which gets a little, gets some aliens. Yeah. We get like cloud city, which is like a world. That's like, cool. A planet. Yeah. But it's all human people basically. Right. There's some, but this one like really was just like, look at all these fucking races. Yeah. They're using like this new CGI technology to make all these cool alien creatures. The space battle looks incredible. It does. But there's like on the ground fighting with blasters Oh, I man. do want to do an episode. I don't know. I can't. Have, I don't have my phone, so I can't put it down in the episode mm-hmm. chart. I want to do an episode of the development of action movies or blockbuster trailers because mm-hmm. the Darth Maul double lightsaber was just kind of tossed in there. Yeah, they would have capitalized on that these days. This is yeah. You can tell that this is before the golden age of trailers. Just the way it's edited, it yeah. feels a little clunky. Yeah. Um. This is probably before they had like actual dedicated trailer companies. Mm-hmm that was just the art and science of getting you excited for a movie. But yeah. no, this was like the biggest event. This trailer was the biggest event of the late nineties. Like people were buying tickets to movies. They had no intention of seeing just to watch the trailer. Hey, it's like Shaw, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. So <laughs> we're the only people that did that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think we're the only people that did that. I feel like a lot of people did that. A few people did. I'm yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's a, that's a solid trailer. If you don't know what the movie is Yeah. and you're, you've come off a high on Star Wars. And the Wars. thing is, it does tell you what the story's about. It doesn't lie to you about what the story's right. about. It's just, the problem is like the Jar Jar character, mm-hmm. the way that some of the politics can get really boring. The fact that it doesn't have a plot or a main character or any yeah. meaningful stakes. <laughs> it makes it seem like Anakin's going to be the main right. focus of the character. Right. He's the first character we see 
except from like from a distance. Yeah. And then the fucking like I got chills with the mindset I had. I got chills when he was just like, Anakin, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. And you're like, fuck, that's Ben. Yeah. That's a young Ben. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's. Yeah. That's a great trailer. But I think a lot of that is just based on the fact that people were excited for star yeah. wars and, and that's this... the reason that's also the reason people liked star wars episode one when it happened some people the imperceptive people a lot of people it was a slow burn wasn't yeah. it even you said you liked it when you first watched it well and yeah because it... i was three that's true <laughs> that's <laughs> true a movie aimed at three-year-olds and yeah. no higher <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no that's so what really went wrong the rest of the movie they um so this trailer is designed to get you excited for Star Wars. Yeah. And the problem is episode 1 and even the prequels like in their idealized vision are not Star Wars in the exact same sense of the original one mm-hmm. with light and dark and um sort of this cool mythology. It's supposed to get a little more nitty-gritty, a little more morally gray mm-hmm. like the the Jedi Council is really the problem. Mm-hmm. The fact that the movies were rushed into development and had all kinds of mistakes from a lack of creative, I don't know, undersight people checking George Lucas's vision. Yeah. Um, impacted it. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I had a point there, but it, it, I either made it already. No, it definitely (laughs) like it's, there's a good movie in there somewhere. And we've talked about that. Yeah. I want to at some point go through and do like our, we sit down and we rewrite the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Um, well, didn't someone who was it that recut the trilogy? I need to. We need to watch that. Might Andrew been, has that. Might have been Topher Grace. Was it Topher Grace? It might have actually been Topher Grace. <laughs> now that I'm thinking of it. Um, yeah. No. Someone did it. Like, there's a good story in there. There's. A, I. I said it when I did my rewatch of the Star Wars leading up to Rise of Skywalker. Episode one is the first draft of a great Star Wars movie. Yeah. It's nowhere close to production ready. They don't have the story contours worked out. They don't have the main character decided on. Mm -hmm. The dialogue is awful. And it it shows. So you said you had a story right before we watched it. The story was that people were buying tickets for other movies just to see this. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Um, This is like early days of internet. So there's no YouTube. You can just go pull it up. If you wanted to watch this, you had to like start the download the day before, let it run overnight. Yeah. And then you wake up the next morning. And, and it's even still then, downloading, yeah. <laughs> and you wait another day, and it finishes downloading at 3 a.m. the next morning. And you have a virus in your computer, and your computer shuts down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the good old days. Yeah. No, but this, that was, that's a heck of a trailer right there. Yeah. That's, wow, what a disappointment. Yeah. All right, what's next? Let's do. When I was over there, I saw Drive, and I don't want to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually cut that one. Okay. Um, because I, I, you, I like, like that movie, so it'd be really hard for us to have that discussion. Yeah. Um, and Drive, I don't like it. It's a really great trailer. Um, it's not as a, it's not as like atrocious of a difference as Episode One is, where yeah, this is a great trailer. That is a shit movie. Yeah. But Drive was a great trailer, and that was an okay movie, like for you. To me, it was like that was a great trailer. That was a great movie. Mm-hmm. But like, we need to look. We need to focus on the ones that are like the biggest violators of our trust yeah um what's next the next one i want to go kind of to the one on my list that i'm keeping on the list that i think is the best movie uh, and that's watchmen okay i like that movie but i 
it doesn't add anything to the source material. It's just, it happens to be a, a reasonable adaptation of incredible source material. Okay, That's so I'm going to go into this one. Go into this one. You've read the comic. I've read the comic all you, the way through. You know it's unfilmable. It's been described as unfilmable since it came out. Okay. People have tried. People have failed. All right. Let's do this. All right. I see what you're saying. That's a good movie. Yeah. That was a cool fucking trailer. Yeah. The music is just amazing. Like that slowdown at the end with the Mars Fortress. Like, yep. holy shit. Yeah. This this trailer was attached to Dark Knight. And when I saw Dark Knight in theaters, I saw that trailer and I was like 11. I didn't know what Watchmen was. And I was like, I need to see this movie. That was such a cool trailer. It's a really cool trailer. Like... I really like the style of trailer that just plays a song mm-hmm. through it. Yep. And just makes the beats behind it. Like yeah. the things where it's like um uh where they play a clip and then it's just like kung 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 kung. Like Wonder Woman does that all the time. Like, yeah. Her trailers all do that. Um but this one just plays the song. Yeah. And lets the qual I mean, I'm sure it's like a much more like like basically muted the high frequencies of the song because it sounds really muted it's a um it's a it's a different it's a slowed down version of a an actual just rock song yeah exactly like so Um, they like they like and that's but with like different instruments and yeah okay it's so they did a version of but they just played it yeah yeah um imagine you've come off this or you've you've read and loved the graphic novel you know it's unfilmable you and, and this you is, see that and this is Zack snyder coming off of 300 yeah which is his other good movie yeah <laughs> and that's a great comic adaptation you yes. think this is a guy who can adapt a comic book there's a dozen shots in that trailer alone that are just ripped right out of the graphic novel the one right in the opening of um john osterman disintegrating yeah holy crap good stuff yeah that's just that's that's the trailer you make if you want to sell this movie to the book's fans. Yeah. You say, we're going to do your vision. It is going to be slick. It is going to be cool, but it is going to be exactly what you want. Yeah. And then it wasn't. It was a little different. It was a little different. It's Mainly the ending. Yeah. The, I mean, the problems with it aren't problems with the movie as much as the fact that it's a movie that's trying to adapt such dense source material. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's a, I mean, it's a good movie on its own. I watched the movie first and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Mark watched the movie first and he thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it, but the problems with it again are that it's, it's always held up in comparison to its own source material. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just, it's a really well done trailer too. Yeah. Just no dialogue except two iconic lines. Mm-hmm. God help us all. And I'll whisper no. Yeah. Um, great imagery. Just intriguing world for someone who hasn't read the book 11 year old me i was like this looks so cool there's this blue glowy dude and this giant glass Penis. thing and oh. <laughs> and like it looks like superheroes but like different and i haven't heard of them and what's going on this mm-hmm. is yeah it's a it's an exciting trailer right there nice trailer yep all right all right another one uh, no. What, what, what are we time at? What are we at time wise? Uh, let me pull up my Google stopwatch. Uh, just over an hour. Okay. Let's we're, do we're two more. Right. Two more. Yeah. Well, let's do a few more than two more. <laughs> <laughs> we're an hour already. Yeah. Let's go to like an hour and a half. Oh, I guess. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's next? Uh, next up, you haven't seen this one. 
Um, Have you seen the movie or the trailer? Probably Both. either. Maybe <laughs> either. I don't know. Uh, Terminator Salvation. Oh. Let me get it pulled up here. So, again, this Terminator 3 came out in roughly 2000. Um, I want to look up, actually, the date on that. But, uh, so, we all loved Terminator 1. It's great. Did we? Yeah, we did. Uh, okay. It's great. We all loved Terminator 2. It's also great. Okay. We didn't like Terminator 3 so much, but it's a, um, it's not an awful movie. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of boring. Um, but the ending is interesting. It's 2003. Okay. It's got some 2003-isms okay. that limit it. Um, How should I go into this trailer? You should go into this trailer. You like Terminator. You're excited about Terminator. You want a good movie that does something interesting. Because they've done three times now the time travel a robot back and the robot tries to kill John Connor. Okay. That's, That's, they've done that three times. Yeah. Okay. Or some version of robot travels back in time to kill someone. Okay. They've done that. Um, because do you, I mean, do you kind of know the premise of Terminator? Skynet becomes way too bad. So they send someone back to stop Skynet from ever being created. Not really. Shit. So, um, in the future, Skynet has taken over. The robots have taken over. Mm -hmm. It's full on apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Ragtag band of survivors led by John Connor are fighting back against the machines. Oh, Skynet sends someone back to stop the rebellion. Yes. Skynet sends a Terminator back to kill John Connor's mother to prevent him from being born. Right. Resistance sends back a fighter to protect John Connor's mother and kill a Terminator. Who's the fighter? Kyle Reese. See the Morphe dude. What? See the Morphe metal dude. No. Who's that? That's the, that's the evil Terminator from Terminator two. Oh yeah. Wait, does Terminator become a good guy in the second one? What? They send back a reprogrammed Terminator to defend. Point is, it's always traveling back in time to um, either ensure the um, the robots are sending Terminators back to ensure their victory, and the um, the humans are sending back a defender to ensure the survival of at least the rebellion. Okay. Maybe stop Skynet. All right. So we've seen three of those. <laughs> What do you think? You want to go watch that movie? I really do. Yeah. It looks like a... <laughs> so, okay. Can I, can I take a guess at why that movie fails? Yes. I think the... Double check the recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're actually going to get to see me, like, roll out of frame. Wee! <laughs> and then roll back into frame. <laughs> um, I think they're not... They're, they're going to massively fail with the theme of I'm a human versus I'm a robot. Him being like thinking he's a human and then coming to terms with the fact that he's a robot, mm-hmm. I think they're gonna totally let that slide. It could be a much more interesting story than it probably is. Honestly, it's the best part of the movie. Fuck, really? I want to yeah. go see this movie. Yeah, because that's the most interesting part to me. Yeah, it's it's really <laughs> interesting. It's just the rest of the movie is kind of dumb and boring. Okay, and there's not much plot. It looks like a really good movie because yeah. so from what you've told me, you told me exactly what I needed to know about having not seen it. Right, is like it's all someone going back. It's always present day. Yep, that's. The future. That is that the future. is the John the Connor resistance. fighting. Yeah, that's since cool. the beginning, that's the movie Terminator fans had wanted. They yeah. want to see it's the cool futuristic the whole, action yeah. movie, and the effects look great. And Christian Bale, who's Batman at this point, yeah, is like 
hamming it up as John Connor. That looks like a good movie. Yeah. It what looks a like bummer. A yeah, it's kind of a mess. Are any of the Terminators after two good? I know Jen Weiss is terrible. Or Jenna Weiss? I thought, oh, the, I thought that was the best of oh, three was through it? five. The most fun. Okay. So three is solid but boring but very early aughts action movie. What's the new one? Uh, Dark Fate. Oh, is that the one where... That's the one Dork where... Fart. Huh? Dork Fart. Dork Fart. Isn't that the, the one where it's... Like there's a shot of old uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. leaving a house? Was that one bad? I haven't seen it yet. Do we think it's bad? It's supposed to be not great. Ah, fucking hell. Yeah, they just keep missing with this. Is franchise. it always James Cameron? No, it hasn't been James Cameron in a while. Oh. This was uh, this was McG. McG! <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Yep. Has he done anything good? No. Why does he keep getting work? <laughs> I don't think he does. <laughs> um. Yeah. So this one, the the problem is the movie was just kind of a mess. But there's all these interesting bits in it. Okay. And part of the other problem is the trailer blows the twist that the guy that they capture is actually a Terminator. Oh, that's yeah. a twist? That's supposed to be the twist. Because he's a Terminator what? that thinks he's human. Yeah. And the trailer blows it. Wow. I didn't... Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I thought that was going to be like an early reveal and it's going to be him coming to terms with it the whole time. No. It's like halfway through and then... It's, it is built up to as like a big whoa twist. But you know it. But you know it going in. And it doesn't add anything going in knowing it. <sighs> so the problem is the movie didn't have enough interest beyond just the, the cool twist and the, the good looking action. So if you didn't know that he was a Terminator, would it made that more interesting? I think so. Because he's kind of the POV character for a while. Like it. It kind of goes between. I kind of wish I hadn't seen that now. Yeah, he's going through. I mean, it's maybe not, I'll forget about it. It's not a great movie anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm, I need to watch all the Terminators anyway. Yeah, like that's on my list of things to yeah. truck through. Yeah, we'll get through it. I got to terminate that list. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. What's next? Uh, Godzilla 2014. Godzilla 2014. What do I need to know going into this one? There's a guy named Godzilla. He's a big dinosaur. Okay. This isn't coming out of anything. No. This is the first one of this whole universe. Yeah. Yeah. Because you saying the twenty four, you were saying the twenty fourteen one's not part of it. I proved you wrong. I was happy that day. Because twenty fourteen is the call Godzilla from Godzilla King of Monsters. I know. Yeah. I've always been aware. No, there wasn't a. Oh no, maybe it was an Andrew. It was maybe Andrew. It was Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. Suck it, Andrew. Yeah. That one didn't get me as much. Okay. Because that is one of my favorite trade resorts of all time. Hmm. Oh, I guess I didn't really go into it not not thinking of the movie. That might have been the problem. I mean, it's a solid movie. It is. No, it is. But I think like the problem is like I didn't go into this trailer going I don't know what the what it's about mm-hmm. or what the Godzilla looks like. I know what the Godzilla looks like and what that other monster is. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's that thing. Right. So I guess I kind of made a mistake of watching that. Yep. So probably didn't. Not a great discussion coming from me on this one. Yeah. No, just <laughs> it's a. It's a visually stunning trailer, and it holds its cards close to the chest. There's, like, one shot of actual Godzilla being Godzilla and roaring. Um, uh, the Just that shot of the paratroopers bursting through the clouds uh-huh. um, over the ruined city is... I want that it's a, a beautiful movie as it is. Yeah. 
and it, it takes advantage of that and just opening with this is this is during breaking bad or like right at the end of breaking bad opening with brian cranston like full-on capital a actor monologue yeah just screaming and raving great stuff yeah um i was super hyped for this movie and i was let down when i saw it but not not massively so mm-hmm. like it's it's a solid movie but just a really incredible trailer and the the Ligeti requiem the sort of the yeah wavery voices that one just it sets you on edge it's good stuff yeah, pretty good yeah all right um i've got i think three more i want to hit okay maybe four let's do three let's do four. Oh my god <laughs> it's such a long episode <laughs> yeah i know i'm having fun all right um, well, because what I'm saying is like we could probably do a second a second episode of this at some point. Well, I was going to make the second one bad trailers for good movies. All right, yeah, but um, that one we could talk more about what they could have done to make a good trailer. Right, we will have the background of what makes a good trailer. Exactly. We should do it before we do that. We should do an episode on the advancement of trailers, mm-hmm. so that we have a little bit more knowledge going into that. I'll have to write all this shit down. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's next? uh man of steel the very first teaser trailer first teaser trailer yes all right so what do we know we know that there's been three batman movies and they were great they were great they were done by christopher nolan we yes we know that Zack snyder is coming off 300 and watchmen yep we know that the last superman we've had was brandon ruth Mm -hmm. and he was fine I maintain that movie is severely underrated. I haven't seen it. It is better than the last. It is better than three and four. Okay, but it's not as good as one and two. Yep. Uh, wait, what? You've never seen it? Yep. I'll oh, get the fuck out. Uh, it's a it's a fine movie. It does some weird stuff. I need to go back and watch it now that I know more about Superman. Mm-hmm. But okay, putting myself in that mindset. All right. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That I he definitely was alluding to the uh, Batman Begins teaser. Mm-hmm. Where it's just talking and following Bruce Wayne, right? And then it's just a fucking shot of the Batman, right? Lord of the Rings music definitely pulled me out of it. Yeah, it really it. Hans Zimmer probably hadn't written at this point, but it, they really want the the sort of the main Superman theme just going there, like probably the piano version, and then goes into the orchestral for like the last thirty seconds or something. Um, just probably hadn't been written yet. Well, yeah, because uh, I actually watched one thing I forgot to talk about is I watched Score. Mm. Have you heard about that? Mm-hmm. It's a documentary about film scores, mm-hmm. um, and it, and Hans Zimmer says he pretty much always writes his music three weeks before premiere. Yeah, like so, it definitely was not a given. They were saying twenty thirteen. Yeah, means that that came out more than three weeks, so he mm. hadn't even started. No, he had started because you know, like he'll write a bunch of music and then he'll kind of chop and assemble it into mm. a final product yeah. but yeah, yeah no so right. he like yeah he probably just didn't have that stuff yeah no but i i saw this teaser when it dropped because at this point i was kind of getting into movies i'd really loved the dark knight trilogy and i was all over this movie because mm-hmm. um, i was like oh i love that the batman is gritty and real but it's like it's about hope and like like they're doing realism but they're getting the spirit of it right they're having a a hopeful optimistic superman um and it just it looks cool with him flying and and then it just was kind of a movie yeah a lot of a lot of punching we've talked about that right yeah that's the problem is that the solution is just to punch harder and better yeah yeah we talked about that last time because i was talking about magic yeah how magic needs to be his enemy yeah 
it's just the and I think the the mood that this trailer understood better what Superman should be than the movie did. Yes. Yeah, so this movie, yeah. Th- uh, so this trailer put off a tone of Superman's isolation and like so me knowing superman as much as i do Mm -hmm. i get this feeling of he's an alien he's alone while trying to do good Mm -hmm. under the constant fucking threat that he is a danger yeah and it's a it's an isolating and lonely world that he lives in barring lois lane and his parents but it's still like a everything he just wants spit everywhere he just wants to do good yeah and he like it, it is it's superman can be written very somber yeah but the movie then ended up him being gritty and angsty yeah there's a there's a hard it's not even a fine line there's a hard line between angsty and somber yeah no there's a fine line you Angsty and somber are next to each other. Yeah. You can be somber, but once you start becoming, eh, that's when it becomes angsty. Yeah. And Zack Snyder gets eh, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so it does. It is a very different tone of what kind of Superman the movie is versus yeah. the trailer. Yeah. It's, it's optimistic, but kind of reserved. It's yeah. Somber. I, I do really like that word here. Somber. Yeah. And then Zack Snyder does not know somber. Yeah. It's a teaser for a much better movie directed yeah. by... Denis Villeneuve or something. Literally, almost anyone else. <laughs> Give me a fucking James uh, James Wan. That'd be really interesting, actually. And we got Shazam. No, that's David F. Sandberg. Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. Aquaman was a little somber sometimes. He had his old dad and mom thing that he was sad about. Yeah. It wasn't angsty. It's <laughs> sad about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that movie went. Aquaman right? was sad about it. I know it. how that movie works. Good hey, stuff. we're filming now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this one's not going to come out. It's fine. Yep. Um, no, yeah, that, the big difference between those two. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm actually only going to do two more. Hey, I'm not what's that. next? Uh, Prometheus. Never saw it. All right, what do I need to know about the alien movies? Okay, so the first alien movie is... I've all-time... seen the first alien movie. It okay. was just, ah, there's an alien on our ship. Fuck. Right, and it's a great all-time great sci-fi horror, <laughs> yep. super tense, great movie. Um, aliens is good. It's a more sci-fi action movie, kind of a different spirit, uh-huh. um, directed by James Cameron instead of Ridley Scott. Alien 3 is not great, and they kind of went downhill from there. You've got um, Resurrection and uh, all the AVP stuff. So what does that do with the plot? What does what do with the plot? What what's the plot of the whole of whole franchise that I need to know going into? There's this alien creature. Really, that's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, if you've seen the first movie, you get everything you need to for Prometheus. Oh, um, okay. There's not. Yeah, it's it's much less of a coherent, overarching plot than Terminator, which is an incoherent mess from start to finish, franchise wise. Okay. Um, but basically, the point is. We had a great Alien movie in 1979. We had a good Aliens movie at some point in the mid-80s. And then no good... We had several bad Alien movies after that. Ridley Scott had not done anything with it. What year was this? What year did this trailer drop? Uh, Trailer would have been probably early 2012. Movie was 2012. Okay. All right. And it's been 30 years since It's been 25 to 30 years since the last good movie in this universe. All right. 
All right. Okay. So it's like me with Star Wars right now. Yeah. <laughs> Except get more in that like horror action mindset. Holy fuck. Yeah. Did you see me fidgeting? Yeah. That whole time? Yeah. That was a horror movie trailer. <laughs> yeah. But with like some good sci-fi action in yeah. there too. Yeah. I Best saw the face hugger. Yep. One time. It's in there very briefly. Um, it kind of lays out the whole plot if you're paying any attention at all. Yeah, I kind of, yeah. I, yeah, I kind of figured out what's happening. So instead yeah. of like, they see this whole thing and they think it's like, oh, they're inviting us to come here. But no, they were like placing places for people to come to them so that they could go back to their place and take over or something. I don't, or I don't, e- I don't even remember. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, but this the first thing you see basically is from director Ridley Scott and yeah. it's an alien movie. You're already back on board because yeah. he did the first one. He did the first one, right? He started this whole thing. And then the, just the horror escalates. You get that, that sort of screaming siren the last yeah. 20 seconds or so. And everything's just escalating and falling apart. And yep. you get some cool, creepy alien looking stuff. Um, there's some nice visual callbacks to things from the beginning, mm-hmm. um, from the first alien, like the, the crashed ship. And you see um, the clip of the space jockey. Um, yeah. So cool. It's again, it, it feels like a trailer that gets the spirit of the original franchise. So what does the movie do wrong? Um, it's a, it, for one thing, all of the characters are complete idiots, which is never fun. Oh, to watch. good. It's a lot of like, oh, I'm on an alien planet and I'm afraid of everything. Hey, I'm going to take my helmet off and like poke this little alien snake because I think yeah. it's friendly. And then it eats his face. Yeah. Um, and just a lot of, it's kind of simultaneously overwritten and philosophical and like underwritten and doesn't have any idea what it's all about. Uh-huh. Um, there's some sort of ideas about creation and um death and life cycles and prometheus is kind of a obvious title of like getting fire but like it doesn't really mean anything and it's not in the sense of like it's getting you to ask questions it's just in the sense of like it doesn't know what questions it wants me to ask yeah um it just wants you to ask yeah and what (laughs) why (laughs) was what was was yeah it's just it's so again, the trailer understands the spirit of the movie better than the movie understands the spirit of the movie. Okay. Um, that's starting to be a running theme, I think. Yeah. It's a trailer that gets you excited for a movie that ends up not being what it should have been. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. One more, because I'm starting to yawn. Okay. I've kind of got two I'm going back and forth between. Let's do uh, Let's do Iron Man 3. Okay. What's the other one? Uh, Hobbit. Let's First do Iron Hobbit. Man 3. Yeah. Okay. So, wait, 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 we got to set up. Yep. Uh, Going into it. So, Avengers happened. We just came off Avengers. We've had a good run of these movies so far. They've been fun. They've been reasonably lighthearted, exciting, action packed. Avengers was a groundbreaking event. Yeah. And this is the first one after Avengers. This is the first movie after Avengers, I believe. Yeah. First Marvel movie. No, it's okay. the first movie to ever come out after Avengers. They yeah. put movies on hiatus they for broke, a year. They broke theaters. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Avengers happened. Now this. Yep. Hmm. That's not the one I thought it was. <laughs> Is there another one? 
the I think it was the first one where it ends with the shot of him like dragging the suit in the snow. I'm not remembering. Yeah. I'm talking about that one. We're not about that one. That one wasn't that fantastic. <laughs> So that movie, that trailer, portrays the end of the Iron Man. Yeah. And really, uh, if we're being honest about it, if we're talking specifically about a trailer promising something about a movie and the movie not prom- not delivering the same thing, the movie still does kind of deliver the end of Iron Man. Yeah. Because that includes him getting the shit taken out of his chest. Yeah. Which is symbolically ending the Iron Man. Mm-hmm. The franchise doesn't stick to that. Right. If this were the, just the end of Iron Man and like, and, and it was just like, I can't help you. Maybe I'll send suits to you guys. But Tony Stark's fucking out like he's in the comics. Mm-hmm. Then that trailer would feel like or the, the franchise would feel loyal to that trailer. Yeah. But because that movie does or that trailer really does give me the sense of like, man, it's over. Like, yeah. This is over for Iron Man. All the suits are gone. This is his lowest The next point. trailer fucking ends that by yeah. bringing in like the millions of suits, which yeah. I will maintain is an amazing scene. I won't. That is a fun fucking scene. I won't. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's a fun scene. <laughs> okay. Of all the suits doing their own things. There's like the guy with the ratchet arm that. <laughs> You're wrong, but it's fine. I hate you. It's okay. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's that's a feeling of that's a somber feeling. Yeah, right there. That's Those a somber thing. And strings at the beginning. And there. the movie is angsty. Yeah, it's just not as angsty as it could have been. I see. I watched that trailer, and I think that's what Iron Man two should have been. You kind of bring him to his low point because the first half of Iron Man two poses him all these problems. Yeah, his suits killing him. He's uh, there's this young smarmy businessman guy that's trying to. Uh-huh take over and then he's got an actual enemy that's trying to kill him and and then it what's the solution make a new element yeah and it just (laughs) wishes away all those solutions so they can start him on avengers yeah and this trailer is like okay we've got avengers out of the way we're gonna start digging into this guy's psyche he's got ptsd he's like he's thinking about his own mistakes his own mortality and then and his the mortality of people around him yeah which is a big theme for that movie yeah and so coming off of like more mature superhero movies like dark knight trilogy um this is like okay this is this is going to be the dark knight of the mcu this is going to be the like the actual let's get psychological let's get some real honest goodness themes going on Mm -hmm. in here this is going to be good stuff and then it kind of just doesn't do anything yeah it doesn't it really it it tries to like even by the end they're even like by the end of that movie they're like ah it's the end of iron man and he like throws his like screwdriver or no he throws the thing into the ocean and then he picks up his little screwdriver yeah but that's like that is a nice little like it's his it's back to his beginnings right and that's where you start getting and then you get an age of ultron where it's the result of that new picking up his screwdriver starting from the beginning yeah by him having this fucking army of iron men yeah that violates what this movie intended to do so, yeah, the problem is it feels like there's two conflicting visions here for this movie. One is take Tony Stark away from the suit and end Iron Man. And the other is take Tony Stark away from the suit and show that Iron Man is Tony Stark, not Iron Man is the suit. Yeah. And this trailer is selling that first vision. Break him down. Destroy him. Iron Man is done. Yeah. And the second one was kind of the one that the movie actually plays to at the end. Yeah. Is... Um, the third act is, okay, it's Tony Stark. We'll separate him from the suit, but he is still Iron Man because yeah. of who he is. He is not just the suit. Yeah. And it's it, it's an internal conflict of visions, I think. Yeah. Is the problem there. Because that's, 
Well, especially following Avengers, where the question was, take away the suit, what are you? Genius genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. False. Stark naked. How long have you been sitting on that one? I saw that on the internet in, like, 2013. (laughs) (laughs) Um... No, but like they they address that question where you take away the suit and he is not Iron Man, right? But then that movie makes him Iron. Like that trailer hints to that same theme following Avengers, where you take mm-hmm. away the suit, he is nothing, right? Basically, but then the movie makes it that he is Iron Man, mm-hmm. and I think it was this. It was, uh, I think this may have been a Kevin Feige, Kevin Fe- Kevin Feigen fault, uh, where <laughs> maybe at Avengers he intended to move on to new heroes. Mm-hmm. But Iron Man was such a hit yeah. that they were just like, all right, we make Iron Man 3. Hey, cool. I like the movie, but can you change some things to make him still kind of be Iron Man at the end? Yeah. Like maybe like have him pick up a screwdriver to say, hey, like, because I'd imagine like if I had watched that movie and he would have thrown the thing and then walked away, would it give me a very different feeling at the end of the movie than, after, than if he'd picked up that screwdriver because mm-hmm. the screwdriver means he's going to go back to he's going to do yeah. it again doesn't he say iron i am iron man in the voiceover at the end there maybe i think he does but but yeah you, you cut that you could have you could have chopped that mm-hmm. and you have the end of iron man yeah great in the iron man yeah bummer yeah and if they hadn't wasted the mandarin oh yeah which is okay we'll get the real mandarin but you watch that. You're a you're an Iron Man fan. You know who the Mandarin is. He's the guy with the ten rings. That's really scary. And you bring in Ben Kingsley to play him. Yeah. Heck yes. Play Gandhi. Yeah. Get Gandhi. Gandhi playing ten. Uh, Gandhi playing the Mandarin. Indians are not. They do not branch from the Mandarin. No, I don't think so. Because Mandarin, like Chinese, Korean, are those are all Mandarin languages. Okay. Like they they branch from right. Mandarin. Right. Like how we branch from Anglo-Saxon and Germanic. Right. Um so anyway, my joke made it nowhere. Yeah. I think we should call it. Let's call it. Your phone just turned off, so I think it's done filming you. Yeah. Mine's still going? Yes. Sweet. Wow. Okay, so mine can f- record 2 hours. Yeah. Nice. All right. Yeah. This is this is a topic we can come back and revisit. I've got a few yeah. more that I'd kind of wanted to hit, but we should do we should we should do an episode on what makes good trailers and the development of trailers, mm-hmm. and then come back to it so we have a little bit more knowledge on what makes trailers yeah. good. But these are kind of some of the classic good yeah, ones. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Shall we? Let's shallst. Thanks everyone for listening and uh, watching along with us. Not watching. Yeah, I'm going to put the links to the trailers in there so people oh, the can trailers. pause the I thought episode you meant, like, and actually watch the... them along with us. I thought you meant watching. No, not videos. not watching. You don't get to see us you don't get yet. To see us. We're test. both naked and you're missing out on all this. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. You did do a flash joke earlier. <gasps> I did. I have an instrument I've never played before. <gasps> oh boy. Oh, I can't pick it up because it'll start making noises immediately. I want to save it. So okay. do your thing. Uh, yeah. So you could find us on SoundCloud, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and probably some other places because apparently RSS feeds are a magical thing. <laughs> and you don't even know what they are, really. Don't explain it. I don't care. Um, we're sort of on social media. We will have a social media presence consolidated in the near future. Um, so be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter where we're at justice losers pod and justice losers pod at gmail.com is our Gmail where you can send us, uh, good trailers that, um, or you think good trailers for bad movies. Um, you can tell us, 
bad trailers for good movies because we're probably going to do that one before too long um lots of yeah lots of good stuff to talk about so send us your ideas there next week is going to be something i I can't look up because i'm on my phone i don't know what it is off the top of my head i'm not signed into the OneDrive. um who knows we know what it is somehow it's in the internet yep we might put it in the description we might make gage put it in the description yeah Yeah, go gage um yeah so uh, keep your your ears and eyes and nose peeled for various creative projects coming down the pipeline um yeah i think that's all the things i'm supposed to have said so uh thanks for listening bye bye bye